0: It's November 10th. You're listening to a special edition of the President's Daily Brief. I'm your host and former CIA officer Brian Dean Wright. Your morning intel starts now. We are two days out from America's midterm elections. The Republicans have probably won the House of Representatives, although confirmation still to come. The Senate, however, is going to be up for grabs for a while. I'll leave it to others to get into the nitty gritty of all those details. But here's the bottom line. Assuming Republicans take control of the House, things are likely going to be different in Washington, D.C. But how different will they be? That's the question that not only Americans are asking themselves this morning, but also the politicians and diplomats and spies in places like Mexico, China, and Russia. And that will be the focus of today's special brief. How will this election affect our foreign relations? And how will that affect you? Because that's what I'm most interested in. How will all this foreign stuff impact you in your daily lives and that of your family? So, let's get started and let's get started with this foreign policy is usually the world of well fancy people isn't it but actually if you really stop and think about it foreign policy is really important to normal folks like you and I so for instance illegal migration through Mexico costs you as a taxpayer anywhere from 50 billion to 116 billion each year Meanwhile, our trade relationship with China, what's very, very important in terms of how it affects our consumers, the factories and farmers, say nothing of the growing prospect of war with Beijing that your kids and grandkids would have to fight in. And speaking of war, of course, we can't forget the war in Ukraine. There is obviously the risk of a nuclear war with Russia. We are adding billions of dollars to our national debt. Plus, the war is driving up the prices that you pay for electricity and gas, diesel and heating oil. In other words, foreign policy matters to all of us. And while, look, we could probably spend weeks talking about all the different countries that affect our lives, let's uh, spare my voice and your ears and instead focus today on just three countries Mexico, China, and Russia. And we'll first start with Mexico. To refresh our memories here, it's fair to argue that America doesn't have an effective southern border this morning. And that's because the data show a record number of illegal migrants have come into this country, in fact, each year for the past three years, with over 2 million just in 2022. Plus, we've seen a steady flow of illegal drugs from Mexico, especially fentanyl, which has killed a record 107,000 plus people in just the last year alone. And both of those horrible things are being facilitated by Mexican cartels and their corrupt friends, frankly, in the Mexican government. So here's the question. Will the midterm election change our border policies or our relationship with Mexico? Well, the short answer is probably not. And here's why. The Biden administration has known for several years that this effective collapse of the border is real and it's been growing. Uh, The numbers have made that very clear. But Mr. Biden and Ms. Harris have said that, that the solution to this problem is that we must get to the root cause of it and not put up a wall or deport illegals back home. In fact, I gave you a brief on that back on July 27th, but to refresh our memories, Mr. Biden and Ms. Harris want American taxpayers like you to fund programs that will root out corruption and solve poverty and create law and order in countries like Mexico, plus Honduras, El Salvador, and so on. But to state the obvious, that's not working. I gave you some good details on that during the July 27th brief. So, for instance, how some former presidents, defense ministers, and prosecutors in places like Mexico and throughout Central America, they're just rotten to the core from embezzlement to cartel connections. In other words, we don't have good, consistent partners to tackle those root causes. But nevertheless, it will likely still remain the Biden administration's policy for the next two years. Although, because of the midterm elections, there is one possibility for change. That's because House Republicans, if they take the majority, have two very powerful tools, money and investigations. Let's first talk about the money. So what you might remember from civics classes is that bills funding the U.S. government have to start in the House. That means the party who controls that chamber has a pretty substantial power on what we fund. That includes things like border security or these root causes programs that run hundreds of billions of dollars in total. But the real question is, will Republicans use their newfound leverage to demand changes? Well, that's unknown. Now, they've said that they will, but Well, politicians say lots of things. Regardless, when I know which representatives have that, uh, shall we say, power of the purse, I'm going to let you know so that you can write in and you can contact those folks and let your voices be heard. Meanwhile, let's talk about that second piece, the investigations. If Republicans control the House as expected they can hold hearings or investigations into agencies like the Department of Homeland Security, which of course oversees the border, or the State Department, which manages some of those root causes programs. And if Republicans do this, they could investigate and publicize the failures at our border, for instance, or the root causes programs. And then those findings will be used to both influence and inform all of us. And perhaps... Embarrass or shame Mr. Biden into changing his Mexico policies. Now, will either of those things work in the short term, that is, using the money or the investigations to change policies? Well, we're going to find out pretty soon, and I'll keep you posted. Meanwhile, let's consider what the Mexican government thinks of this midterm election result. Was it good or was it bad for them? Well, I've spoken with some analysts who follow this issue and their assessment is that Mexican government officials are probably relieved that Republicans didn't capture more power, given the GOP's focus on a stronger border and less foreign aid. My sources also added that Mexico's president, Mr. López Obrador, doesn't especially worry about Mr. Biden, because, better or worse, he views Mr. Biden as weak. In fact, I briefed you on some of this back on July 21st, if you want to dig into that episode. So all in all, folks, if Republicans capture the House as expected, you should anticipate that they are going to use their tools of money and investigations to push Biden to do things differently in Mexico and Central America. Meanwhile, the Mexican government, now they're feeling pretty good this morning. The midterm elections could have been much worse if Republicans had taken more power. All right, now let's move on from Mexico to China. And let's actually start with how China views America. Because before the election, Beijing's view was that America, all right, we're important. Our military is powerful, it's true. We also share $600 billion in trade each year. But America, they think, is growing weak. We are a declining power in their eyes. And unfortunately, this election didn't change that view. Folks with whom I've spoken who follow China very closely say that given the deeply divided House, the unsettled Senate vote, plus Mr. Biden's continued low popularity, well, you combine all of that and Beijing still sees us as growing weak and in decline. But is China right on that? Well, look, lots of opinions, but there's one thing that we know for sure. Whether you're talking to a Republican or a Democrat, either in the House or the Senate, China is generally speaking the greatest foreign threat on their mind. And the same is true in most of the executive branch, too. For instance, the Secretary of Defense issued a report a couple weeks back, which rated China the number one threat to our country. But, you know, (laughs) talk is awfully cheap, isn't it? Because we have heard politicians on both sides of the aisle talk very forcefully about China for a long time, with very little consequence. In fact, if you want to learn more about that, you can listen to a brief that I gave you back on July 8th. But to refresh our memories, presidents going all the way back to Ronald Reagan have been warning China to stop stealing our intellectual property, amongst other things, but very little has come of it. Now, as depressing as that is, there's actually reason to think that maybe, just maybe, we might be at a turning point with our relationship with China. And that's because of a very strange little date the year 2027. So for my military buffs out there, you know that that year is the 100-year anniversary of China's army. And President Xi of China has said or alluded to the fact that he wants to take back Taiwan by that 100-year anniversary, even if it requires a war to do it. So that helps explain why our military and State Department have said in the last couple of months that we could see conflict with China, including a war. And that also helps explain why you're actually seeing some bipartisan plans to push back and fix some, well, key weaknesses in our relationship with China. And one weakness in particular is related to computer chips. I actually gave you a brief back on August 16th, but let me refresh your memory on it. The countries of China, Taiwan, and South Korea make most of the world's computer chips. And if war came with China and we lost that supply... America would be in really big trouble. Modern life runs on those chips from our cars to our hospitals. So that's why Congress passed something called the Chips and Science Act back in August. It was a bipartisan $280 billion bill to bring some of that computer chip manufacturing ability back to America. And yet, as PDB listeners know, there are other signs that some politicians are actually backsliding on China, even with this growing threat of war. So, for instance, of course, dirty green energy. As listeners know from our series that started back on September 12th or so, most of the solar panels and all of the batteries in the world virtually are manufactured in China. And our efforts to bring that capacity here to America It's not going to happen for at least a decade and probably longer. Meanwhile, do you remember the brief that I gave you on China buying America farmland? I want to refresh your memory on that one. Joe Biden's national security spokesman was presented with data, with facts on indeed the Chinese government and Chinese officials, communist officials were purchasing land, farmland close to military installations. The national security spokesman for the Biden administration, John Kirby, said that he was unconcerned about this, calling it a, quote, home ownership issue, end quote, which is exceptionally weird. Anyway, folks, the point is this. There is growing bipartisan awareness and alarm in Washington, D.C. that China is a bad problem. It's growing worse. And by the year 2027, we could be drawn into a war if China invades Taiwan. So thinking about the midterm elections, will Republicans try to push Mr. Biden and his team to do more? Well, I would say yes. And in fact, you can count on it. And you'll probably see it in part if they conduct an investigation into the origins of COVID, which actually could be bipartisan. And you will definitely see this issue raise its head if they investigate the Biden family's business relationships with China via, of course, Hunter Biden, which I can assure you will not be bipartisan. So folks, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to wrap this up with Russia. We'll be right back.
1: Attention. If you owe the IRS, this is an important announcement. COVID relief is over and the IRS is ramping up like never before, sending out millions of collection letters to start 2024. Do you owe $10,000 or more or have unfiled returns? Now is the time to act. The IRS can garnish your wages, seize your property, and they can even take your home or your business. Don't let the IRS take advantage of you. It's time to call Tax Network USA. Their team of experienced tax lawyers has already saved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients. They know how to negotiate with the IRS and can help you, too. Visit TNUSA.com or call 1-800-245-6000. Again, that's 1-800-245-6000. Don't wait until it's too late. Take control of your tax situation today with Tax Network USA. 1-800-245-6000.
2: Call now. Do you have a will or a trust? It can be scary to think about death, but not having a plan in place if something happens is far scarier. Thanks to Trust & Will, you don't have to navigate the complicated and confusing process of estate planning alone. They make it accessible, affordable, and way easier than you thought it could be. Trust & Will walks you through the whole process step by step. Each will or trust is state-specific, and you can customize it to your own needs, including guardianship, health preferences, power of attorney, and final arrangements. You'll have easy access and control of all your estate planning documents in one convenient place with bank-level encryption, and you'll reduce the burden on loved ones by helping them avoid complicated probate proceedings and family disagreements, all starting at just 199. Join hundreds of thousands of families and protect your loved ones with Trust & Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your state plan documents at trustandwill.com mike. That's trustandwill.com mike.
0: Welcome back to the PDB. This morning, we are talking about the midterm elections and how that will affect America's foreign policy, and more importantly, how it's going to affect you and your families. We've discussed a bit about Mexico. We've talked some about China and now Russia, specifically the war in Ukraine. And this one, it's pretty easy for better and worse. The election has changed virtually nothing about our policy with Russia or with the war in Ukraine. Joe Biden has said, and these are his exact words, that we will be on Ukraine's side for, quote, as long as it takes, end quote. And he's putting your money, by the way, where his mouth is. The running tab for the war in Ukraine is about $60 billion. There's also talk on Capitol Hill that they will pass another bill in the next couple of months or so that'll total another $50 billion. Now, that's likely to continue even if Republicans take over the House in January. The votes for Ukraine's aid are generally bipartisan and, frankly, lopsided. There is very little opposition. Now, it's true, though, that there might be some future debate, all because of the midterm elections. So, for instance, the likely future Speaker of the House, a Republican named Kevin McCarthy, has already said that he's not going to allow the House to be a, quote, blank check, end quote, for Ukraine's president, Vladimir Zelensky. Either way, now, regardless and nevertheless, I promise you that I will be watching and reporting on this development of how or if the Republicans handle Ukraine policy differently than Democrats or Joe Biden. All right, that leaves us, though, with one final piece about Russia, and that is, what does Moscow think of these midterm elections of Republicans likely taking power in the House? Well, once again, I've been talking to a few friends who are in the know, and I will tell you that not much has changed from Moscow's perspective. Russia's President Vladimir Putin knows that he is basically at war with America, and he knows that both parties largely plan to keep it up. So his view of America is that, well, we didn't change a lick after the elections. For Moscow, it's damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead. And that, my friends, ends your morning brief on how the midterm elections will shape America's foreign policy and how it will impact families just like yours. But I've got one more thought for you, and it's about how the midterm elections might have changed Mr. Biden as he thinks about uh, changing his policies, especially foreign policies. And we're going to think about that like we're spies sitting in a foreign capital trying to figure out Biden's next moves. We'll be right back.
3: Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit americafirsttaxgroup.com slash Tucker. Again,
4: 800-431-5684
3: or americafirsttaxgroup.com slash
4: Tucker. Hey, everybody. Let's talk cigars. Now, today's journey begins in the fertile soils where the finest tobacco is nurtured, cultivated, and harvested with meticulous care. It's a marriage of premium Nicaraguan and Connecticut shade tobaccos. They're blended together, and frankly, the rest is history. Now, of course, I'm talking about the Charter Oak Cigar by the Foundation Cigar Company. Foundation Cigar Company is where passion meets craftsmanship, and old-world traditions are mixed with modern-day styles. I first heard about Foundation Cigars from Joe Rogan, and, as usual, he was right. These guys know exactly what they're doing. Their cigars are unique, and they're laser-focused on quality. Nick, the founder, is recommending the Charter Oak Cigar. It's great for the most seasoned cigar lover or for the casual enthusiast. It's smooth, medium-bodied, with notes of cedar, spice, and a subtle sweetness. How's that for a description? So, what was the last time you had a cigar? Well, maybe you're a regular, or you're just looking to change things up. Go down to your local shop, grab a couple Charter Oaks by Foundation Cigar. Their website is FoundationCigarCompany.com, or like I said, they're sold in cigar shops around the country. Look, anybody who's sat around the fire pit enjoying an excellent cigar and a tasty beverage knows exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe you're on the golf course, or frankly, at this time of year, you've just finished a day of skiing. Perhaps you're sitting on the porch with your buddies, or you're playing poker. It's the perfect time to light up a Charter Oak cigar from Foundation Cigar Company.
0: Welcome back to the PDB friends. I've got one more final thought for you this morning on the midterm elections. If you noticed one thread running through all of the briefs today, on, of course, Mexico, China, and Russia, it's that the President of the United States is the driver of America's foreign policy. He's the commander in chief. And while it's true that Republicans in the House or the Senate might have the ability to, say, use money or investigate. The blunt truth is that Joe Biden, or anyone sitting in the White House, gets a lot of freedom to run our foreign policy. Perhaps we should ask how the elections changed Mr. Biden's view of the world. Did anything happen that will fundamentally change his mind about how he wants to do his job, especially in foreign affairs? To answer those questions, let's actually do a thought experiment. Let's imagine that we are intelligence officers, maybe an analyst, sitting in a foreign capital this morning, say in London. And our job is to tell our spy chiefs whether the midterm election results somehow shook Joe Biden and Democrats with fear. Or rather, did those elections leave Mr. Biden feeling pretty good? Because either way, that would tell us as intelligence officers how weak or strong Mr. Biden might feel in his position as leader and how much he might change. Well, you probably heard that Democrats did better than expected on Tuesday. There were lots of polls showing a big red wave, and that just didn't happen. And in case you're wondering if Mr. Biden is sad about having likely lost the House of Representatives to the Republicans, well, he's not. Yesterday, he told the press that the election was, quote, a good day for democracy, and I think a good day for America, too, end quote. He went on to declare victory, actually, noting that it's been decades since a president has escaped the midterm election with as few bruises as he did. The point is that Mr. Biden is not talking like an electoral loser. He's he's talking like a guy who feels vindicated by the results. So if we're writing up our intelligence briefs on how likely it is that Mr. Biden will change his ways or work with Republicans on foreign policy, well, the odds of either are pretty slim. Biden feels quite strong this morning as a politician and in his power. And if you like that, well, then very well. And if you don't, well, good news there, too. There's another election in a couple years. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes your morning brief. As always, we close out the show reminding each other of why we are here, talking about our country and our world. It's the creed of every good spy and every smart American. It's from John chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day.
4: In today's market, you may just decide to make your current house home sweet home for just a bit longer. I mean, with interest rates higher, staying in your current home, well, it looks a lot more attractive. But are your aging appliances in it for the long haul as well? It's an important question to consider. And to be prepared for unexpected expense when that refrigerator, the dishwasher, your water heater, or some other system in the house decides to tag out early. That's where American Home Shield comes in. With AHS, you can protect what you don't expect, like a leaky faucet or a faulty water heater. This gives you more control when parts of covered appliances or home systems break, so an unexpected bill doesn't break the bank. Choose a plan that works for you and your budget, and then it's simple. When a covered item in your home breaks, just contact American Home Shield, and their trusted, qualified pros will fix or replace it based on the coverage limits in your agreement. Right now, you can take $50 off. Go to ahs.com Mike now to save $50. That's aah dot com slash Mike for $50 off any plan. American Home Shield, protect what you don't expect. See AHS.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. When looking at today's financial environment, it's clear that we're experiencing concerning economic shifts that could impact your retirement savings. We've got stubborn inflation, soaring interest rates, and astronomical debt that could drain their value. Now, the good news is that there is a time-tested way to protect your financial future, and that's gold and silver. American Hartford Gold can ship physical precious metals right to your door, or you can store your precious metals in a tax and penalty-free gold IRA. American Hartford Gold can help shield your wealth from this economic turbulence. Analysts predict that gold is set to hit all-time highs. If you've got retirement funds that you can't afford to lose, now is the time to call American Hartford Gold. They'll show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. With amazing customer service and a buyback commitment, they pride themselves on top-tier products, great customer service, and a commitment to customer satisfaction. American Hartford Gold has earned a five-star rating from thousands of reviews and an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. Use the promo code PDB and they'll give you up to $5,000 of free silver on your first order. So call 866-292-2990 or text PDB to 998899. Again, that's 866-292-2990 or text PDB to 998899.